Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, and we're going to space. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to space. Yeah. <laughs> next year, no, to be continued. Zach, that's next what? season. We're not going to space yet. Oh. oh, not not right now? No. I thought we were... Okay. We're going to the atmosphere this episode. Yeah, okay, yeah we don't actually make it to space yet. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, uh, we've got a bunch of people. It's the end of the season, y'all, so mm-hmm. we're blowing it out. We got Mike. Hey, how's it going? We got Simon. Finally, 2020 worst year is almost over, and so is Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> did, is- did we curse 2020 by making that our year of Turbo? <laughs> Don't Despite- put that on us. Do not put that on us. <laughs> Here's the thing. Despite the fact that I ended up enjoying Turbo, like, fine... Uh, it is funny that we did the season most people seem to hate this year. Like that is funny. <laughs> I would argue, I would argue with how much uh, we all, well, everyone except Simon and Lexi, wound up enjoying <laughs> Turbo. I would argue we needed Turbo this year. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, imagine if we drew in a good year with Turbo. That where, would be exactly. that would suck. Where would I be without Mad Mike? Uh, so also, we've got Fabby. I wrote in our Slack before we started. I can't believe we get to discuss one of the greatest pieces of storytelling ever made. Tonight, mm-hmm. we are High Art Appreciation Podcast. I mean, so great it was later remade into The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, so... Yeah, basically. <laughs> Perfect. And we have Luke. Hey, everyone. I know I haven't really been around much this season or at all in like the past couple of years, but I'm really glad I managed to come in for this turbo finale, a very action-packed episode, lots of things happening, really dig into everything there is about turbo. It's all coming to a head on this episode. There's going to be so much to talk about. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things wow. to talk about in this episode. There is. Now, I, ha- I have really bad news for you, unfortunately, Luke. What, what, what's that? First, we have to talk about Blazeball. Oh. Yeah, you <laughs> haven't been here in a while. That's fine. I've got Crusader well, Kings open on another monitor still. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> that's the thing he said he, he meant Fabi has to talk about baseball. I get to watch YouTube yes, for five sorry. minutes. Yeah, we, I, I, I just, me before and we, Zach will talk about baseball. But actually, this involves y'all. 
Oh, okay. Because what? I've gotten tired. Well, before before yeah. we go any further, I do yeah. at least want to point out, for the sake of the listener, Luke is really committed to the bit there, putting all that fake energy in, because he's got the Roni right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do. I am on the back end of battling the coronavirus for a couple weeks here. Jesus. That really makes hey. it sound more dramatic than it's been. It has just been a bad cold. That's well, all. I'm glad. I'm glad you got a mild version. It's yep. it's, it's scary out there. I, we haven't really talked about it that much because I feel like you know we we want to be positive. But if you are a listener and and have had it or, or friends who've got it, we we hope you all have a speedy recovery. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Blazeball. Fabby, go. <laughs> so, no, wait, don't time me yet, because y'all oh, need to tell me oh. what I'm going to talk about first. Okay. Um, to- it's gotten too easy to talk about Blazeball. Uh, okay. I'm too good at it. Uh, I know every single fan of us loves it, and they okay. haven't personally told me they skip it. I know <laughs> this. Okay. I know this is true. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm playing with you. <laughs> Again, the fans who actually have said that to me have been very polite. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm trying to keep it to five minutes. Anyways, I have posted, if you please look at our chat, a uh, full timeline of uh, Blazeball. Okay. Of, Jesus uh, Christ. Everything that that happened in, or has happened in Blazeball. Uh, let me try to post the correct one. What it's if got season, up to season 11? Hasn't Blazeball been around for yeah. like four months? Each how, how, season is a week, but they've taken okay. breaks. I guess that does uh, add up when I say it like that. No, yeah, that's that's the correct one. Okay, cool. So I don't know every single one of these. I okay. know most of them, and some of them I know vaguely. But I don't know if you want to choose one person to, to choose one, do it by committee, do it by vote. But I want you to give me a topic. Then okay. we'll play the music, and then I'll have five minutes to talk about Perfect. that. To the best of my ability, no Googling, no anything. Y'all, I, I don't know how y'all are feeling, but this one's named after like a bad TGIF clone, Ruby Tuesday, and I'm feeling pretty good about that one. Go for it. All right. Uh, we're going to do Ruby Tuesday. Are you prepared? I'm prepared. All right. Fabi's Blazeball Bonanza. Go. Okay, so in season seven, they did necromancy and they brought Jalen Hotdom Fingers back from the dead. We've talked about that before in this podcast, but she came back wrong. She came back hurting people, hitting them with baseballs in the face, beaning them. We didn't know uh-huh. what this meant, what this did. We it just gave the players the status unstable. And then on game 37, uh, I'm sorry, day 37, which was uh, Tuesday because they played each game for an hour. Uh, okay. In the game between, I want to say it's the Moist Talkers, Canada Moist Talkers, and the uh, Hades Tigers, but I might have okay. that incorrect. Um, the first signs of what Unstable uh, did happen. Two players had previously gotten the unstable uh, status, which lasted, I believe, seven games. Something around five or seven games. Um, one from each team. And in that game, on that Tuesday, um, five players were incinerated. 
incinerated is when an umpire kills a player and they're right. eliminated from the game. Okay. We found out that not only did being um, unstable incinerate you, it made it contagious and it would randomly jump to someone else from either team. Okay. And uh, in uh, each series in the season of baseball, in the normal season, are three games. During that course of three games, five players were incinerated as it just kept jumping. And you have to, you have to realize that incinerations are super, super rare. They okay. had happened very little before this. Like, I want to say less than 10 in seven seasons. And mostly okay. in the playoffs when they they happen more often in the postseason. So just to be like, oh, yeah, Boyfriend Montreal is dead. Uh, Kiki Familia is dead. Like, all the characters you care about, if you were a fan of those two teams, just die. And then that gets spread to another character you care about. And That's, it got called and, Ruby Tuesday because uh, that day was filled with blood. I, I will say that my favorite thing that I have learned about Blazeball mm-hmm. that I've retained is the pet cemeterying of mm-hmm. of that one Jaylen picture. Jalen Fingers. I think yeah. that's very funny. <laughs> that's just very so funny to I me. So I talked about it before. Do I still have time? Whoever's keeping yeah, time? Yeah, you got like another minute and a half. Okay. I've talked about it before, but I'm going to re-mention it because it's so good that they didn't. They didn't do a thing that said, "Hey, choose a player to get resurrected." They said, "Hey, here's an idol board of the most popular players. If you win this one blessing, this one raffle, your team will get the 14th most idolized." And people were like, "Hey, the data for dead players is still in there, huh?" So they managed to make Jalen Huddlefinger's 14th, and the team that used to have her, the Seattle Garages, managed to win that, and everyone was super happy until they realized Jalen came back wrong. <laughs> I like that very much. I, that That's very funny to me, and yeah. like, I like, as, as hard of a time I have as following uh, mm-hmm. uh, Blazeball, I like some of the the uh, storylines that I hear about it. And that's my favorite so far. So I thank really, you very much. I'm, I'm glad you said Ruby Tuesday is one of the ones I know the best. I really, really thought you were going to say the Blazeball Glof conflict. Blaze Glof? Did you say yeah. Glof? It's there in the bottom. Okay. G-L-O-L-F. The okay, Blazeball Glof conflict. <laughs> Glof also Clonflict. sounds pretty good. It has a C-L. Oh, of course. Why not? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know that one. I wanted to well, know about can, the Ruby Tuesday listen, one. If I'm here next time we do Power Rangers, I'm going to cool it off on the Blaze Ball during the bonus episodes. <laughs> if I'm here the next time we do Power Rangers uh, and I decide to do this silly thing, you can ask me about the Blaze Ball Glove conflict. Well, okay, it. but I'll have to be able to say it first. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Now, this is. Episode 45, Chase Into Space, Part 2 of Power Rangers. That Mike, Simone, and Luke are back. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What? Huh? It's I, think, yeah, time. I, I got what? all of that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I love that you and me have our own little podcast sack in the middle of the big podcast. It's just a, it's just for a couple minutes. It's yeah, fine. No, and, and it's, it's like intimate. And nice. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Now here's tell me, lad, why why is why is the flag of Britannia no longer waving? <laughs> <laughs> right? 
You were asleep for too long, Mike. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, episode 45. It's the last episode of Turbo. It is also the 250th episode of Power Rangers. Oh, wow. Whew. So, you know, that's pretty. That's hey, a pretty... you have watched a lot of Power Rangers, huh? Yeah, we sure have, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so what happy up? I came in like last year. I've only gotten the good stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. Tommy, who? I don't know that guy. <laughs> so, uh, we open uh, basically right at the end of the previous episode. Uh, Luke, did were did you have any questions, or were you just like, okay, it's just this is happening now? I've I seen a TV show before. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, if you are just joining us on this episode for some reason, the Power Rangers are being essentially the power chamber is being assaulted by. Tons of piranatrons. Uh-huh. Um, they, they're waving Divatox flags, which I love. They like got they, Divatox they, flags. Yep. 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 This is very much uh, like a siege. Uh, we yep. talked about Lord of the Rings earlier briefly. It. It. I. I definitely thought Helm's Deep in this. Yeah, for sure. Which and this predated that movie, but by five years, obviously didn't predate the books. It, but some bits of this are so similar to things that happened in Lord of the Rings that it really makes me wonder if Peter Jackson saw this fucking episode of Power Rangers and said, that's a good idea, I should do that. I mean, Peter Jackson's from New Zealand, and Power, Power Rangers, Rangers eventually, is, yeah, got there. Is but not, about not there as, yet, yeah. Yeah, and Power Rangers is about It all, it all comes back to, to New Zealand and yeah, exactly. this treatment of actors. Also, yeah. they, like... New Zealand, the Power Rangers wasn't in New Zealand yet by the time the Lord of the Rings movies came out. That was like season 12, no. 11, I think, or something. But I think they're cosmically tied, is what I'm saying. Um, so the Rangers are being attacked. Uh, there is a, a bunch of fighting going on. The, it, it is worth reiterating. It really, they did make a lot of costumes, which this is, is... This is probably the most high-budget episode of Power Rangers we've seen so far. As like, far as just, a single yeah, just, episode goes, this blows the, 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 the ATV episode out of the water. There's so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, it, it really does feel like a silly thing to, to, to harp on, but, like, they had to have made, like... Like a hundred bespoke Piranatron costumes. It, it, it's I feel so just dumb. Just two parter. Yeah, I feel so stupid because last episode I didn't clock that until you said something or, or someone said something. Because like in my head I'm like, oh yeah, they probably got like all the production crew to just be extras, like whatever. Whoa, it's not that wait, big but- a deal. In the like first episode, doesn't Diva Talks address like a whole like army of them? I think they already yes. had the costumes. Oh yeah, they did. They, oh, these right. two parter they they've got. Uh, just Still, they ha- they <laughs> made that many, and that's yeah. wild because like yeah. that was that was something we've always ran into in previous seasons. Is they they would talk about how like oh the an army of putties is invading the earth, and it's like twelve dudes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, not only that, but they also film in the Star Trek Hills, which we've seen before, but that's not their usual location. And then go to it. They have the set of the destroyed rubble thing later, which is yeah. like doesn't look cheap. And then there's a whole other location we've never seen before that is later in this episode. So it's like yeah, they go true. everywhere in this. And yeah, and this is it's kind of a proud teenagers of that attitude tradition where we freak out when the show actually puts some effort in because we're so used to it not doing that. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, this is it's normal so TV show shit. Yeah, but, no, right. yeah. I, I want to be clear when I'm talking about this being high art and, uh, <laughs> like, the great... And I'm, I'm fucking around. What? This is fine. and But it's also... 
I did make a tweet saying this is arguably the most, like, important. What's the word that I said on Twitter when I was, like... It it has... This episode arguably has the biggest impact on the status of the Power Rangers franchise. Yeah, I said arguably the most important episode in the franchise because after this episode, there's no command center. After this episode, like, the... This, like, idea we had of the Power Rangers can just be anything. It yeah. doesn't have to be yeah. what it's been for the past right. four years. And, like, and which is now, weird because that's really yeah. just them, like, embracing the Super yeah. Sentai of it. Yeah, right. and it's yeah, not going to embrace it, embrace but, it for, like, two more years. Yeah. But, so, uh, I, yeah. I mentioned this last time. The impact of that is somewhat undercut by the fact that two seasons ago... They also ended a season with the command center blowing up, and then started right. the season after that so, without yeah. pressing a button and the command center reassembling. I itself. will say that that one of the uh, one of the uh, Ranger Wiki notes was uh, the command center has the ability to re- rebuild itself at the press of a button. There is no explanation for why they just don't do also, that. Isn't there a second command center in the basement that they don't yeah. talk about this time? That's yeah. the one they're in, aren't they? Aren't they in the basement command center? That's true. Yes. Yeah. They're so, like the set of the basement happened. one, but it's like it like grew above ground. It's like the command center lost its baby tooth in Zio <laughs> yeah. and grew in its adult tooth. <laughs> yeah. Well, may- maybe they were still they were still in uh, underground, and that's why you can't just fix it because it blew up from the inside. There's nothing uh, to fix But we anymore. saw the like facade of it on top of the mountain. Yeah, no, but no, no, I got destroyed. I don't know what you're talking about. They're all dead. It's fine. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> the the last thing I want to say about the this this before we can go with the plot is that um, not only is there you know a hundred Pronotron outfits, the Pronotrons are are a American invention. They're not in the Sentai, which mm-hmm. means they made yeah. all of them. They didn't get like twenty of them on loan and then made a bunch more. They had to make all these. Um, uh. And these franchises all have flags and motorcycles yes, and flags. staves and hammers. And hammers. Oh, the hammers are really good. Um, we'll get into it, but also I think this episode made me like really love the Piranatrons to the point I think they're my second favorite mook we've had I so think far. They're, they're cool looking. Yeah. And they're the yeah. most effective mooks by far. It's yeah. one of those things that always baffles me about the production of Power Rangers, because the whole point of Power Rangers is we can just take a bunch of Super Sentai footage and cut it in with some, like, American actors yep. for the, like, downtime scenes. But then they go out of their way to do all this shit. Like, that complete... What, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, you know. why, why did you make your own minions for this one? Just, I... There's so, gotta be 50 different, like, videos think... of, like, Super Sentai mooks fighting rangers. Why don't use one of those? I yeah. have to assume it's because of the movie. But I the have to assume they aren't in the movie, own. are they? Yeah, they yes. are. Yes, they are. They, they look are, different, okay. but they're in they the movie. They look different. Okay. So now, I mean, I don't have an explanation seats. for when they do it again in later seasons, but like, sure. I have to assume this time it's because of the movie. Uh, I have a theory based on a fact. Uh, usually the seasons that seem to diverge 
the most, not usually, anecdotally, the seasons that seem to uh, diverge the most from Sentai tend to be seasons where the people, person doing it is either a fan, like the person running the show is either mm. a fan of Sentai yeah. or a fan of Power Rangers, sure. and they want to do their own thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't right. know if Turbo fits all of that. I know that the second showrunner or like the person that handles most of the second half of the show goes on to do in space. And I believe they were either a fan or liked the show mm-hmm. more than like Saban and right, whoever it was yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Like Actually, they, yeah. they liked what they were doing. They wanted to do some weird, cool stuff. Yeah. So I, before we get too far from the Piranatrons, I do want to say the hammers that they have in this. Amazing. They've shown up before, but not often. The Piranatrons don't usually have them, and I'm kind of disappointed by that in hindsight. Because, mm-hmm. like, I kind of like the idea of the Mooks having, like, a signature a weapon. weapon. Yeah. 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 But also, yeah. since the point of Mooks in the show is to, like, attack civilians most of the time, I yeah. kind of get why they <laughs> didn't want to have a bunch of adults attacking a child with hammers. Yeah, that's not a great Well, look. they would just be brandishing the hammer menacingly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It would be like the Ninja Turtles' weapons, just there for yeah. show. I, I just I feel like they'd already gotten a lot of shit from like parents groups about like oh kids might replicate this yeah and I feel like just swinging a hammer at somebody was maybe the bridge too far yeah. uh-huh. so the Rangers are getting their butts handed to them and here comes the cavalry it's the two cars whose names I won't remember laser ever. cars and- okay but this scene made me care about them though <laughs> it, okay so I think that it's Storm Blaster and. Uh-huh. Lightning Cruiser? Is yeah. that right? It's Code, sure. Red, so. Code Red and Baja Blast. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, excuse you, Code Red and High Voltage. Oh, high yes. Voltage is blue. Baja Blast is light blue, co- you're, closer to Yeah, steel. you're right. I'm in Canada. Blue. We don't Baja have Blast as many. Green. Like, I don't I, see blue in there at all. I I'm, think I think it, this might be a people see different colors, but yes, <laughs> it's, not, it's not this. It's not... B- voltage, aka high voltage. I don't know, is- Fabi, you got five minutes for baseball. I feel like I get to have five minutes to litigate the color of Baja Blast. <laughs> oh, no, sure. all right. No, no, no. present your opening argument. <laughs> vetoed. Let vetoed. Me Goku. So. I just uh, want to apologize. I live in a country that has less dew, so uh, I, I, my knowledge is limited there. But. Well, yeah, you've got all that permafrost up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all frosted, frozen all the time. Michael, I just want to say the Mexico City Wild Wings have sued the gods twice, and we won once. So, okay. you know, don't mess. There you with go. Me. Yeah. So this. So yeah. The, I'm not. A, the, I'm not a god. I'm just a guy who really likes soda. Is the thing. You're just the a two, guy. The two cars show up. Uh, they blast some of the Pronotrons, and then maybe how, how, like, what kind of blast do they use? Laser blasts. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. Oh, Baja Blasts. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I okay, sucked thank ass. You. Wow, I thought you were deliberately like denying the joke. I didn't realize you just didn't get it. No, it was, I, was I was trying to give Zach a layup, and he just stared at me. <laughs> I stuffed you for some reason. You threw the ball up for him to catch in like an alley-oop, and he just watched as it bounced off his head. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why are you throwing balls at me? Stop it. Um, so... This, uh, they show up, and this is probably my favorite Piranatron thing that happens. Uh-huh. Uh, Divatox is like, stop them. And then there is a line of, <laughs> uh, of Piranatrons, um, 
that all blow into like conch shell horns. <laughs> it's their and war horns. This is like this is where it gets really Lord of the Rings. It's one of many shots that just what the fuck. Okay, so yeah. I guess this calls back the charging piranatrons to attack the cars now. Yeah, because we didn't really we didn't really mention it, but like the piranatrons have been fighting the rangers this whole time. They're not just walking around. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they I, turn I back. It. But yeah, they turn around and go fu- go uh, pretty much go, immediately. Like, Godly throw themselves on top of the cars and start mashing on them with their hammers. Yes, uh, there is. I think this I, is why they had to have the hammers because this is something we ran into when in previous episodes of these cars was the Piranatrons mm-hmm. trying to fight them, and it's like. They're, they're cars. They're How cars. Do you fight a car. <laughs> you punch, just punch the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have hammers and a net. You, you try to catch the car in the net. That works somehow. And yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. The Protrons capture the cars by putting them in nets. And yep. I don't know a ton about Listen, physics. they're magic technology special <laughs> nets. They're magic nets. They're really they're good nets. <laughs> because it works pretty... Like, I think it takes them 30 seconds to capture these two cars... And one of the things that I noticed uh, and and went to go double check on is that, yes, these cars, and I know they're cars, but they are sentient beings technically, uh, just stay captured by Divatox until halfway through in space. Uh-huh. Uh, so, whoops. <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, I'm impressed they're going to remember to free them. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They, they keep them for Justin's one post-Turbo appearance. I, I think that episode's really good. I haven't seen it yet. I, but I can't wait for it. I mean, it. it's a crossover episode. By definition, they're always like mm-hmm. some of the best episodes <laughs> but of the season. They cross over with the cars and Justin, which yeah, is for hilarious. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a team up episode. Like if Lexi keeps hearing us call them crossover, she's gonna scream. It's a cro- Lexi doesn't listen to this show. It's a crossover episode. <laughs> so um so they, they get captured. Uh the Rangers kind of don't even really seem to notice that that this has happened which well, is they pretty are being swarmed by 5000 piranatrons at the moment so it's a little that's, hard to see some cars that's true a lot of cars uh or sorry a lot of piranatrons um they continue to fight them there's some pretty decent shots of like like long distance shots of them halfway up the mountain with the command center in the background that are cool looking and uh then they they get you know, f- they get fought all the way back to the uh, command center. It's kind of wild to see the Rangers fighting on the exterior of yeah. the command center. That's like, I, I, we've never seen this place other than establishing shots. It's hard to remember. It's an actual real place, and they actually went there to shoot this. Yeah, it's a, didn't we look, it's like a, a, it's a, Jew, a Jewish it, Bible y- school or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's... I can't, it's part of some Jewish university. It's a, I don't know, some kind of campus building. But it's a real building, which yeah. is easy to forget. Yes. So yeah, they're they're fighting outside it. Um, they basically get pushed back into the power chamber uh, and close the doors. And we've got you know Protrons banging on the on the dang power chamber doors, and it's like fairly effective, honestly, mm-hmm. as as far as this show goes in terms of making you worried about the Rangers and stuff like that. Um, it's, there's also, we, we sort of talked about it last week. Uh, Luke, this is something that we found sort of interesting that you, you might also, which is, okay. which is that, you know, Justin's a child. It doesn't really matter. That. 
right? It doesn't really matter that much in the show, um, except when you put the 12 year old in like actual danger as opposed uh-huh. to just fun Power Rangers danger. It makes right, the whole right. thing seem way more grim to me. Sure. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, uh, but yeah, good. So, uh, my girlfriend Cassidy was talking to me about this episode and she was saying that Justin does a thing that no other Power Ranger has managed to do. Uh, be a child soldier and get out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. He he dips at the end of this yeah. episode. And he chooses to get out. It's because Zordon's like, not around yeah. to pressure him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it was Zordon's idea to bring a literal, literal child into this. So the rangers get inside and like kind of collapse. Uh, Carlos just lays down. Yeah, <laughs> they like, they lock the door. This. They have some big, impressive like metal doors that they shut with an electronic lock on the inside. Once again, I'm wondering where is this? What is the set? When did they get this? How much money does, did this cost? This looks way too good for a Power Rangers episode, etc. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, so there's a there's a, a moment where they again they do a fairly effective little storytelling thing where where Justin is like uh, uh they're gonna come back soon like, and I don't dejected. know what to do. Ashley and Cassie yeah. cuddle to com- comfort each other. Carlos is just laying on the floor. It's like then, it's dark times, horrors of war. Then, yeah. Uh, uh, Carlos comes over and asks Justin. Uh, uh, are you scared? And Justin says, yeah, are you? And Carlos is like, yeah. And then Carlos is like, now I'm going to ask you about your dad's new job because I have to change the subject and I don't know how else to do it. I I really like how, like, we've talked about this. This is, I, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, this is writing. They're coming back to teams and relationships we've seen uh-huh. throughout the season. Justin and Carlos have had this whole, like, being this one, like older brother, younger brother thing, they've helped each other out, they've like been there for each other, it, yeah. And then it comes all into a head this episode. Holy shit, this episode's like basic and decent. It is always so fun to come back to this show, um, because every time I'm just blown away by the standards y'all have, uh, <laughs> like Bad. let yourselves fall to. We, yeah. we are what counts as impressive to y'all just this. gets lower and lower every time. I mean, y'all, y'all get to watch good shows like The Prisoner <laughs> and Common Rider Forze. We're watching Power Rangers. Here's the thing, Luke. Y'all need to go back to watching dog shit like the rest of us. <laughs> They remembered a thing that happened, and we're going <laughs> to praise that so that hopefully they will continue to do it, okay? Yeah, you know, they're, they're listening to us. We're the tastemakers. If we, if we use positive conditioning, they'll learn to do things 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what if in space is actually not that good? It's just that after Turbo, like, they foreshadow a thing and it pays off 20 minutes later and we're like, oh. Listen, I know it has two good episodes. That th- two good episodes. That's all I need. All right. Right. Uh, so, well, so, so uh, he- did we? Did we mention that before Justin and Carlos have this little talk? The impetus is that the Piranatrons start retreating. Sorry, you're right. Yes, they run away for some reason, and the, the Rangers yeah. don't really and, know and, why. At that point, I got kind of scared. I'd, like when you're inside a place you've barricaded yourself mm-hmm. into and are watching the outside, and the enemy suddenly retreats. Whatever plan you have for a secret exit is when you so, should do that. 
I, I can't wait for Luke to shit on me again, but <laughs> there's a point here where they're just looking at the monitors and it's like 10, 20 seconds of silence mm-hmm. of them just being worried and looking at the monitors and like the camera on their face and then the monitors down their face again, and nothing is happening. And I'm like, holy shit, this is storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> They're about to die. You can teleport. Teleport out of there right yeah. now. You're going to die. This is going to explode, guys. I will say that even without, uh, you know, blowing it up to something more than it is, I did think of, like, Alien or, or those types yeah. of movies where you're sitting there basically waiting to get killed. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. sort of what it, it evokes here. Um, but, yeah, so the... the well, did we... I don't know if we missed the part where... You probably mentioned it, where... Uh, off of, like, I can teleport you all. Oh, I yep. missed that. We're, I don't think yeah. we're there yet. I don't, oh, okay, I don't okay, believe okay. we're there yet. So, yeah. uh, Carlos uh, says, you know, uh, how, well, what about your dad? And and Justin's like, well, he's really happy because um, he got the new job, but he won't take it uh, if we have to move. And and uh, Carlos is like, you got a great dad. And then just kind of turns <laughs> I'm away. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> when is that, like, care about him a great dad that left him in an orphanage <laughs> did this happen the last three episode things that i haven't seen so last episode there is a we we talked about this last episode which is that within that episode there is a fairly effective relationship between him and his dad where his dad is uh worried about the new job and then uh justin's very supportive and then he gets it and says, like, I, I, you know, I want you to know I'm not going to take it if you're not okay with it. And it's very sweet. Except I'm not that you remember you this time. It's right. What except that you growth. remember that his, his, he left his son in, a, in an orphanage. Do, do they bring that up at all? Do they say, like, oh, I'm so glad you're back, Dad. And now you you want to stay with me despite nah. your job. He had his, Would he had they his just pretend unquote. he's always been there? We had this quote-unquote reunion a number of episodes ago. I forget when exactly. And then it just never came up again. Yeah. Like, that's, yep. like that's the thing is... It, uh, the way we mentioned it is, like, what happens between Justin and his dad in these two episodes is actually pretty great if you can it's, put this two-parter in a fine. bottle. It's, it's just... fine. You have to it's, forget everything else yeah. that happened this season to make right. it work. Exactly. Though. It's like, no matter... It's like... The show wants to tell you that his dad is sweet and cares about him, and you're like, he left him in an orphanage. He left him in an orphanage. It's all I can think about. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, not not just that he left him in an orphanage, because sometimes people sometimes people got to do what they got to do. Right. But like, yeah. it's that he he. Uh, I believe the way I put it is he he kept Takesy's backsies yeah. right. on yes. his son and just kind of went his, and did whatever. He put his son on layaway. Is what happened. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, and we had like those episodes where he was like, "Hey, son, I'm gonna go to visit you." Oh, never mind, I changed my mind. Hey, I, son, I'm gonna go. It's your birthday. Oh, no, never mind, changed my mind. I yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, so yeah, Carlos says his dad's great. He's wrong. That's fine. <laughs> it's a bad dad. Uh, we got over to the monitors, and here comes Elgar. Uh, with just the most piranatrons. 
we mentioned the flags, but I fucking love the flags because the flags seem serve no purpose <laughs> other than to demoralize the opponent yeah. and moralize your own troops. I fucking love that. They unfurled the banners of war. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But like, so they come up with this big metal battering ram, mm-hmm. yep. which I think was maybe the word Zach was trying to find. Uh-huh. Uh, and, what did uh, I say? <laughs> You said nothing. And it oh. it genuinely sounded like you were trying to remember what this thing was called. Maybe I, don't I read know it what bad. Words but are. It's true. It's I okay. might have just forgotten. Uh, so, what's great about this is so the entrance, I kind of have to explain the geography of the shot. The entrance to the command center, so you have you have to go like down a hallway to get in. Yes, uh, it's not, got not, like, not a over, but like an like, overhang, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to kind of go between these sides of the building because like the entrance is like down sort of this crevice. The thing is, the door isn't at the end of the crevice, it's on the side of it. So they had yes. to take this battering ram in and, like, turn it sideways. Yeah, it's a little they, strange. Yeah, they don't have very much room to build up speed for the battering ram, but they have to they have to fucking break a door down like they're using the fucking <laughs> steamroller from that one shot from Austin Powers. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really clock this either. You're right. They they basically back up eight inches, and then they slam it into the wall, and then they do that over and over again. <laughs> it does again. the trick! Yeah, I don't. I don't get why they didn't just put a fake door at the end of the hallway. <laughs> I mean, on, on the other on the on the other end of it, you have to wonder why, like medieval castles, didn't build their doors this way, parallel to the wall, to prevent people from battering them down. Right? That seems way more effective. I guess it's hard to ride a horse out that way, but I, I guess <laughs> it might be hard to get your troops in and out that way. Yeah. I I'm not a medievalologist, but what I do know is that the. <laughs> Is that <laughs> yep? Uh, is that the uh, the the Peronterons also use grappling hooks to get up on top of the it's command so center? So good. Yep. Uh, at at the same time, and you don't really see what they're gonna do up there exactly. Uh, and I don't know. I wonder if if the implication is that they just hit the roof with a hammers until they get inside. I mean, well, yeah, they, they break their way through later. And like, yeah, in seems- addition to the battering ram, we see other Peronterons with hammers going at the walls and stuff. Yeah. Like, because, because Power Rangers is renting the building, we don't actually see any of the destruction, but the implication no, is sure. that these Peronterons just straight up fucking break through the walls and ceiling. It does a shot from the point of view of a security camera where they seem to smash it, and I guess that thing is on the, on the roof of the building, because that's where they seem to be. That's the implication I got, that they're doing that to get rid of their surveillance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, the, um, so they're up there. Uh, this, this is where we get the line where Alpha 6 is like, Rangers, I can teleport you to safety. You need to get out right now. And TJ's just like, no, we're not going to leave you. Um, but Alpha can teleport too. He could just do that. I guess they're not leaving Demetria, who we haven't seen in like forever now, and it's only Demetria implied that she's still in there. Space. She, yeah, so she, she left. Oh. left, and this this is something we, we're, we're going to get later that completely contradicts the way she's introduced. But it's implied it's implied that much like Zordon, Demetria needs like the tube to project her way in for mm-hmm. her to talk to people, which right. is. Not except true. Th- except it's not because she just showed up and then went in the tube, which didn't make any sense then. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, point yeah. is, listen, I understand. So Alpha says he can teleport them out. Uh, TJ, mm-hmm. in a very heroic and and leaderly way, is like, "We're staying with you." Alpha is a robot. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody, listen to me. 
Alpha's a robot. He's, he's a robot who has definitely teleported before. We've seen that. <laughs> it doesn't like it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's it's a fine hero moment and everything. But listen, the morphing grid is kind of down, and the only way to teleport them is using the energy, and someone needs to be at the console, yeah. uh-huh. and without anyone at the console, no one could teleport. It's one of those okay. manufactured Fallout 3 ending style yeah. things. Yes, of course. Uh, the Rangers split up and go yeah, to... Hold on, I, 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 I want to go back because I feel like I didn't quite... Zach, were you saying that it was okay for Alpha to die because he's a robot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have an immortal soul. <laughs> My... well, Zach, hold on a sec. <laughs> what of the... What the co- okay, listen. Even if we completely set aside the real-life philosophy of this kind of shit... One of the core tenets of the Power Rangers mythos is that rabbit robots are people, okay? Fucking Alpha is a person. They He's can't not leave him to die. I would Listen. also like to point out that Alpha is Christian, as demonstrated by his Christmas magic he has. So. Well, that, that was Alpha 5. We, we, we don't know what... Oh, yeah, if, for if sure. Alpha 6. Alpha 6. May not have been baptized. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, listen, listen. Alpha Six, Alpha Six identifies as an agnostic. He was raised Christian, but he's not really sure, and he's not Makes ready sense. to commit to anything yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then he should embrace the void because it's all meaningless, and so he should be fine with it. Listen, <laughs> fuck, uh, I'm gonna die. Sorry. <laughs> so, well, in any case, you embrace the void and die apparently, so it's fine. God, this. All this year has been leading up to this. <laughs> uh, so, in any case, Alf, they say they're going to stay with him. They break up or, or, or split up into two groups to protect the doors uh, as the Pronotrons start prying them open. Uh, and they're like, okay, we're going to 300 this. Uh, but then at the same time, the ceiling busts open and... Uh, Basically, just immediately, uh, everybody... The Toronotrons repel down into the command center. Yes. It's they... incredible. I'm a, I'm a little disoriented. Did we talk about the fact that Piranotrons started destroying the cameras on the outside? Yeah, I oh, mentioned yes, that. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that came up. That... Okay. Uh, I'm that was, saying, that was... that's so fucking good and scary, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that's actually <laughs> worth bringing up, because, again, we've seen the command center destroyed before, but, like, that was just sort of, like, they do the Star Trek thing of they shake the camera, then some sparks come out, mm-hmm. and then uh, Rito and Golder are like, hey, hey, we got bombs. Anyway, peace. Like, we don't really see it in detail. Like, the most that happens is Billy diving on the console and getting, you know, sparks mm-hmm. and shit. But, like, this, we see the command center get fucking wrecked. Get yeah. up. Peace by peace. It's like a tactical, coordinated assault. Yeah, they this place gets ransacked. Yeah, it's on like it's literally there's a bunch of equipment on fire. There are sparks flying everywhere. The light is out. The lights are out. Yeah, there's it's uh, a dark scene. There's smoke. you see the protrons prying the doors open with their hands and then flooding in and just yep. shit. Shit gets bet like and and listen, folks, we don't want to exaggerate too much because this is still a kid show. Like this is uh-huh. this is still extremely G rated, but like. Within those parameters, this is fucking brutal. This is the, think, the yeah, possibly the darkest thing that Power Rangers has ever been up to this point. I think when you see, uh, you know, like yes, you're you're, you're correct. It's still a kid show. Like nobody gets seriously hurt, etc. That said, um, I think it does an eff- effective thing that happens in like, um, 
which what was the what was the Resident Evil game where like uh you get attacked finally in one of the safe uh chambers like halfway through that up till that point oh, uh, are that's, always that, safe. That's happened a bunch, I feel like. Okay, but, yeah, but, it's but, always surprising. That, right, that's the thing. It's like they've trained you to be like the okay, the 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 chamber, the power chamber is safe. And so even though, yes, it's a kid show, I'd still think it is effective to see it completely destroyed. Like it's, I agree yeah. with you, except for one thing. We've already okay. seen this done better in the movie. <laughs> yeah. In the, okay, yeah. I believe you mean. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so here's the thing. It's a very that, different that flavor. That scene is great because he's just like destroying everything and you're like, oh, Jesus, oh, no. Well, so he, the, the thing is, though, that's that scene is... That's not a command center getting destroyed scene. That is an Ivan who's hamming it up scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. and incidentally, the command center falls apart. Uh, this but is this is it's... more just like this is just brutal and violent. And there's a lot of yeah. great little moments. Like at one point, uh, Ashley pulls out her gun to shoot them in in honor of Matt. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not dead. I just want him to calm the fuck down. Uh, <laughs> she, I just want him to get a good night's rest for once. Yeah, yeah just please. Get some sleep, please. It's been a horrible year for everybody. Please, Matt, get a good night's sleep. Uh, she pulls out her gun, and then a Piranotron knocks it out of her hand, and as it slides away, she dives for it, and then another Piranotron smashes it with a hammer, and it's just like, oh, well, okay. Her, so, she doesn't have a so, gun anymore, I guess. That Ivan News scene is like comical and like fantastical in a way. It's scary in the way that like cartoons can be scary to yeah. little kids. This is like physical in like such a deep kinda I don't wanna say disturbing, but like primal sense of like shit's just being destroyed and broken and like push back on that because to mm -hmm. me part of what makes the avenue scene scary is that he's just cackling and like playing a flute to do it like yeah it's like not even putting up a defense against him he doesn't even have to take it seriously whereas this is just like yeah the stormtroopers are running in it's it's cobra attacking the gi joe headquarters not to get serious not to get real for a second but the reason i think this is more impactful and scarier is because i could see something like this happening to me irl where i could never see something like ivan news happening to me like i could see like being somewhere where someone breaks through through windows and to doors and smashing things and it's like this violent confrontation. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm never gonna <laughs> fight a dude in a flute destroying things. Yeah. <laughs> I, for, to me, it's a matter of tone because, like, just the fact that Ivan Ooze is cracking jokes the whole time he's he's doing it about like the fucking Brady Bunch reunion. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that takes the edge off. This is just like there's. There's not a joke to be seen. I in get this Luke's sequence. point though. That can also be scary. That's I mean the Joker's scary because he's mm-hmm. all cracking jokes while he murders you or whatever. I'm just saying I love the oh, Joker. That's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker. Well, here's the problem. That's the Joker's not scary anymore. He can't be. <laughs> they try this... so hard to make the Joker scary. Yeah, and he's that, just yeah, not that, anymore. that guy's so twisted, man. It's like yeah, we can't we can't people? do this. He doesn't I'm take so anything seriously. I feel he so cut bad. His face off and then put it back. Okay, Zach, we, don't you see? We live in a society. Okay, so anyway, here's what happens. <laughs> Elgar, Wait, Zach, how are you so serious? 
Elgar walks in. I- so, yeah, speaking of the Joker, Elgar comes in and he's scary now, for real. Yeah, I love Elgar! Uh, I love Elgar. I love my boy, my evil, he, evil bastard boy. He fucking so, tosses his hammer into the tube and smashes it. Yes. Now, I will say, he says, aha, Demetria and Zordon's energy tube, if I smash it, they can never come back. Question mark, that's question wrong. mark, question mark, question mark, question can, mark. I mean, they can never come back here. That's correct. But also because you're going to blow this whole place up in five minutes. So Right. I, it, that logic is uh, confusing. Well, but, it, it makes sense tactically because it's like if they cut off Zordon and Demetri. Because like, right. the whole reason they could finally make this assault is because Eltar is under attack. Right. So Demetria and the Blue Centurion had to bail. Yeah, this is, and, this is the equivalent of taking out the alarm system as they come in so that no reinforcements can be called at this point. True. Fair yeah. point. Okay. Uh, then then uh, Elgar pulls out just a bunch of bombs. Yeah, just, he's just, he starts putting C4 all over the place. And it's not yeah, like the fucking... just saying there's no jokes in this episode, but he goes, ah, it's time to blow this place. Up, that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, he's like the Joker. He is the yeah, Joker, just, you're just right. like the Joker, God he, damn he, it. he has the Joker smile. Wait uh-huh. a minute. He, he Wait a, a minute. Creep. Hold on. He had the card is sword. Is what happens once. when Rocky turns into the Joker? Uh-huh. Yes! Yes! Rocky! Rocky Elgar comes back, baby! Okay, uh, only so- there's a step in there where he gets really into the Dark Knight and then Joker, and he gets way <laughs> too into it, you know? Luke, I, I, I'm in between these two positions. I think it is... Ah, uh, a centrist. I think, yeah, I'm a centrist. I think because... <laughs> You have more time to literally see everything on fire. It it is it has some some weight to it. But I will also say, I yes, he is El- Elgar is still just fucking being a shithead and cracking jokes, and that does it does get. I would argue that it's not silly until Elgar walks in, and then Fair. it gets silly. In any case, I uh, mean. He also actually, like, has a case full of bombs, and it's not the usual Divitox monster bombs. This is explosives that he's pulling out. They just go off. Yeah. Yeah, so so they are remote detonated uh, bombs, which you know because they leave a bunch of them. We, we leave the command center with... The uh, it's, it's worth knowing that while he's doing this, there's still a whole bunch of slow-mo shots of uh-huh. Pronotrons, like, smashing pipes and shit with their hammers. Yeah, and the Rangers are still fighting, but, like, they're super outnumbered. Yeah, um, they're just overwhelmed. So, the uh, the Rangers, uh, we, we cut outside uh, to Divatox, and she's like, bye-bye, Rangers, and she pushes the button, and the whole dang command center explodes, and... Uh, you do not see the Power Rangers leave. Now, I understand that they're going to be fine, because TV show for children, uh, but, yeah, they don't show them leave, and I know as a little kid... Really, like, the, the effect isn't good, no, but, like, a really great shot of the command center with tons of smoke billowing out of it. Yep. Great in terms... Gets ready to... It is, it is an interesting shot. It looks like shit. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, they blow up the whole command center, and uh, we cut to yeah, uh, as uh, as Simon pointed out earlier, mm-hmm. a like a a set that is just ruins essentially, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff on fire, lots of mechanical pieces everywhere, uh, like p- bits of like the outside of the the command center, like shell, yep. are still recognizable. Um, 
and uh, the uh, Piranatrons. Uh, I will say, so one of my other favorite Piranatron moments in this is Divatox is yelling at uh, at Elgar for not finding the bodies, essentially. Like, uh-huh. uh, until we spot them, we can't assume they're dead. Confirm in, the kills. But, Right, and behind her is a Pronatron just hitting a rock with a hammer. Like, fuck this command center so hard, I'm going to smash this rock yep. into smaller rocks. <laughs> that makes me very I was happy. told to destroy this place, and there's still a bit right here. I'm going to keep yeah. destroying it. it yeah. It's actually a really great showcase of what makes Divatox work to me, is this, this uh, juxtaposition of her being very silly and ineffectual on the surface but in practice actually really effective and brutal because like she's 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 messing with rygog and elgard is doing it in a very teasing way it's like listen you idiot either the rangers were destroyed or they weren't and she's being like really like over the top about it but at the same time like her reasoning is like no you you get in there and you put like you put two bullets in all right double tap it's similar make sure they're dead to like her goofy antics while she is for sure trying to put a bomb in a children's uh, car, like <laughs> which yeah is kind of always her thing. Um, so we see TJ hiding behind some rubble uh, as the Pronotrons continue to look for him, and uh, you know the Power Rangers would be dead except it's time for a Deuce Ex Machina because yep. that's how we do things. I'm sorry, what? It's more of a Diabolus X Machina if you want to get technical <coughs> oh, in there. Wow, okay. Uh, so, a big floating fireball head comes down from space. <laughs> and sudden, says, stop what you're doing and leave. Yep, he says he's the messenger from the Sumerian planet. Uh, and I was like... Oh, I heard that's a good one. I've heard that before. Isn't that the place that Conan the Barbarian is from? Something like that. I feel like that's a planet on Stargate also. It feels familiar for that reason to me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so in any case, uh, he is, says he's an, uh, a, a messenger from that planet and that Zordon has been captured. He then says, Diotox, Queen of Evil... Uh, you will leave at once for the Sumerian planet. And and this is maybe my favorite Divatox acting bit. She, like, laughs really hard and is like, no, absolutely, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and she's just like, you know, great work on capturing Zordon, but I took over Earth and it would be real stupid to leave right this second. And then she blows a raspberry at him and I yeah. liked it. I mean, she um, has a good point. Apparently, like, the stupid incompetence really flows down from the top in the, like, empire of evil throughout the galaxy because this it's always like she's finally ready to push her advantage there and she literally gets told not to, ordered not to, by her superiors. Right. So she is told, she basically is like, about to walk off and he's like, okay, but Dark Spectre won't be happy. And... She's like, oh, Dark Spectre? Uh, and then she turns to uh, Porto and uh, Ragog and is just like, uh, okay, we're going to go to the Samarian planet. All right, everybody. <laughs> this is get- my favorite part of the episode where she's just like, yeah, fuck you. Oh, wait, who? Ooh, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Satan isn't doesn't agree with this. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's do what he says then. All right. <laughs> it's, it's Oh, the big super duper mega bad that we uh, never mentioned before. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Got to pack it up. Let's go. Well, so... It- What's interesting is 
You're right. They've never mentioned Dark Spectre before. That said, we have always sort of been given hints that there is some other, like, thing that... Well, the, that, the like, problem is, every time we get that, we're told that the one we're on now is the big one. Yeah, like, right. That's it's, it's, the most evil thing in the universe, until it, Zed's the most evil thing yeah. in the universe, until Master Vile's the most evil thing in the universe, until yeah, King Rondo's I mean, the most it's, evil thing in the universe. It's a couple of different things, like, the Machine Empire was clearly not in the same faction as the Moon Crew, and... It, you could easily assume that these pirates were just their own independent crew, and but it turns out they're under the same authority as all the bad guys we've seen so far. Well, that, that's what made the Diva Tox and her crew so refreshing at the start, is like she was the first villain who showed up who didn't claim that she already ruled the universe. She yeah, wanted right. to. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's um, not like, oh, she already... Because, like, what was, it, what was it, like, with King Mondo, I think they gave us, like, a specific statistic. They are like, he owns 98% of the universe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. It is, you're right, it's got that Dragon Ball Z, like, oh, this guy is the biggest, most powerful, whatever. Yeah. And that is a little frustrating. But, um, you know, that said, we did hear somebody was taking over Eltar, which we've always been led to believe is, like, super powerful place mm-hmm. so that's this guy so i guess he must be powerful mm-hmm. um yeah so uh she's like cool i'm gonna go do that then sounds great uh they, and they just all leave which is pretty funny uh they all peace out um they leave and like they leave almost forever they show up a few times and in space and that's it for these guys that's oh. how they exit the franchise pretty much I will say that uh, I do love that Diva talks before she teleports away. She says, I'll be back and is like pointing at nothing. She's like pointing at her surroundings to yell at it that she'll be back. I think she's yelling at the messenger mm-hmm. or at the Power no, Rangers. No. Yeah, she's yelling. Well, the way I saw it was that. She's yelling at Earth. Yes, that's yeah. what I like, thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have I have conquered Earth, but because of fucking my bo- because my fucking boss wants me to go <laughs> clock in, I have to leave. She didn't even get so, a chance to tell Earth it was conquered. Like the governments are so, still like, standing. This is, this is me being saying I'll be right back. Yeah, BRB. <laughs> BRB. Uh, I'm gonna press you in a second. Um. So T- TJ finds the rest of the Rangers. Uh, now it is time for Power Rangers physics questions. Luke. Yeah. Long you have contended that the Power Rangers suits is their skin. <laughs> right. They're all ripped up. Explain. You see their skin underneath also. Yeah, right. They're Sorry. already like losing their powers. They've been beaten up pretty bad and their, their suit skin is molting off already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, gross. I hate that. Uh, We've already established they molt the suit skin off. That's why they had him hung up in the yeah. command center. Ugh, gross. Did you just take the outer layer of skin off? Okay. Here's, here's, I don't see how next question, well, though. You, you peel them like an orange. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, here's another question. The which thing you is, don't you don't uh, usually have to contend with is all the pulp. After you morph, there's a lot. We of just had uh, the episode of Common Rider, Common Reprisor Forzay last night that we recorded. Uh, also gave us evidence that the Common Rider suits are similar, so I think it's just a consistent <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, so the one, well, okay, so so first of all, before I get to my one rebuttal, uh, uh-huh. I just hate seeing Justin in the Power Ranger suit small because it doesn't make. It, yep. I don't understand. 
I don't understand. They kind of <laughs> shoot around it in a way that they just don't want you to think about it. <laughs> it's just it they doesn't do that make for sense. a lot of things. Um, now their suits are their clothes when they unmorph are ripped. My argument would be that when you morph, your clothes turn into your suit. What? What? No, it's skin. <laughs> that makes way less sense to me. Okay, <laughs> Zach. When 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 they lose their powers the second here, they still have clothes. Like nobody's naked, but, but there's their clothes are ripped like the suits were ripped. Look, one of the last yeah, times they I had was their on, clothes on under the skin. We we settled this one of the last times I was on when they turned into flies and their like gloves turned into fly. Fuck, bands. I forgot about that. God damn. Yeah. It. <laughs> so anyway, fine. The suits is the skin, and Thank that you. means. That the I did, so now is the visor basically an eyeball? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, it's like it's like the sonic that. eye with like that doesn't part in the middle. That's no, the I thing. think it's like you know cats have those like secondary eyelids. I think it's like one of those that they just keep shut all the time. You can okay, see through. So I guess more like a frog than a cat. They have those eyelids that close when they swim. So sometimes so when the camera so when turns Adam away, said I'm a frog, he was being actually literal there. <laughs> right, right. So so here's the thing though: when we start getting to seasons that are not affiliated with Zordon in any way, and we start getting to like completely unrelated sets of powers, we will have to approach each season needing to reestablish, like, is this new power still their skin, or does this <laughs> one work differently? I don't know that we do. They're still tapping into the morphing grid in the same way. I think it's the oh, same yeah, right. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> but Luke, should, listen, we should not go into anything as, with assumptions. We have to... Luke. You have to be scientific about this. You, you know, you're missing the part where we could ask every episode, is this ah! also skin? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to I'm our not, new not, segment <laughs> in Changes Wagon. Is, is this skin? Yeah. <laughs> but look, listen, Zach, you make me sound crazy. I'm not talking every episode. I'm just talking every season. Yeah, but I wanted to ask about the skin question. <laughs> so, <laughs> in any case, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. How a skin? We need, we need to get a dedicated dermatologist onto this podcast <laughs> so we can figure out whether or not they're skin every week. Pay them like sixty dollars uh, an hour to ask them. So the Power Rangers <laughs> a suit is it? And they're just like, so did you see the episode? Is it skin in this episode? <laughs> uh, so in any case, uh, the skin. They turn back into regular clothes. I have, my words are gone from me. Uh, they find Alpha. Uh, I always really enjoy when Alpha is not in the command center. It just looks weird to me for I some mean, he, reason. He's still in the command center as much as that exists still. True. It's just rubble. Yeah. Uh, he says, what a complete catastrophe for some reason. Because uh, he's a little he, He's actually up. been doing that all episode, is using weird mashup words to talk about bad things that are happening. Hey, spoiler um, alert, he gets his voice readjusted in the beginning of In Space, so maybe that's God. like a way to foreshadow that. Uh, so he says uh, that this was his home, and he's scared, and they're like, it's okay, we'll get you out of this somehow. I, okay. Uh Alpha is kind of. I feel of, like him saying that this is his home, like, would have more impact if this was still Alpha Five, right? Who had ostensibly yeah. lived here for centuries. Yeah, he's been here for what a couple months, a year, well, yeah, at most. Um, so he uh is like, oh, everything's so bad. Demetria and the Blue Centurion are gone, and the the Megazords are both destroyed, and now the Command Center is destroyed. And we'll and- never mention the Phantom Ranger again. 
Don't worry about him. It's not important. Um, what did his deal end up being? Nothing. They, they never, oh, never found out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. They never yeah. said. They didn't give him one. Okay. I, Apparently I think, he shows up again yeah. like as part of a crowd shot or something. But yeah, we're never going to find out he, what his he, deal is. He's was. in the finale of In Space, I think. He's fighting on some other planet when the wave happens. Cassie had a crush on him for some fucking reason that was never explained. He showed up to, to be like, hi, I know what your locker is. And then that's it. Now, Luke. Oh, Cassie on the show. For a second, I thought you said Cassidy. <laughs> like, no. friend of the show. Or the Cassie. Uh, yeah. uh, now, My Luke, girlfriend does yeah. not have a crush on Phantom Ranger Are you or sure? any man. No, yeah, she's a lesbian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he is visible. I don't know if that factors in. <laughs> Let me fucking oh, ask. I doesn't have to look at him. Also, by Luke. the way, Luke, just off screen, in every shot, there's Cassie's girlfriend and her dog. They're always there. We yes. just never see them. Okay. Correct. Luke, I have to yeah. ask you a question. What's up? Is the Phantom Ranger an alien who appears like a Power Ranger, but is an alien? Is that uh-huh. skin or is that a suit? Well, he's invisible. No, he's no. not always invisible. <laughs> sometimes he's not invisible. I think he's always invisible, but sometimes they show him for our benefit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're showing us a subjective interpretation of what he might look like. So that's what Cassie is most turned on by, is that <laughs> that's, like, her ideal form, basically. <laughs> right, that's, yeah, she's yeah. mentally filling in what she wants him to look like. <laughs> we okay. could just see Cassie's <laughs> ideation of the perfect man, and it's a robot alien Power Ranger. Yeah, it's a bad... Robot uh, alien Power Ranger who's completely see-through, yes. It's a Halo ripoff, is what it is. That's what she wants. <laughs> yeah, he looks uh, like Master Chief. Uh, so, in any case, everyone is freaking out about the fact that they don't have the power chamber. They say that they don't have their powers. I guess they don't. But yeah. uh, like, Alpha Six is really concerned about finding the command center's black box. Do we ever find out what the deal with this was? I assume it comes up in in space. I assume that's how they get their new powers. I don't know. It's a good question. It has uh, all the secret codes. They're going to need it. I they make a big remember. deal out of it, and it would be very weird if yeah. nothing comes of it. Though it wouldn't be that out of place for Power Rangers. I mean, I don't know if you remember the beginning of this season and the end of last season. Bulk and Skull were going to go to France, and Lord Zed was oh. back, and that never happened. So, who knows? <laughs> hi, hi, hello. I have an update from uh, my girlfriend from the show, Cassidy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she says that her and uh, the Phantom Ranger are women love women, men love men solidarity, because it's Billy. Oh, okay. so uh, Phantom Ranger's okay. Perfect, perfect, and, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and so in case anybody asks, uh, also friend of the show, Cassie uh, does not have a crush on... Uh, <laughs> I didn't ask her, but she's a lesbian, so I don't think I have to. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. They do find the box. The they, they say... I thought they didn't find it. They find it. It's just that they say it's got a bunch of secret codes and that they're going to need it. And then, yeah, that doesn't ever matter. My bad. I thought that we, they just set it up and don't find it. Anyway, uh, at this point... They, they decide they need to go to the Sumerian planet uh, to to follow Divatox and see if they can uh, help Zordon. Uh, and they're like, all right, but how are we going to do that? We don't have superpowers even anymore. Which, again, I guess the power, the power chamber being destroyed made their powers go away. I don't know why, but fine. Um, 
Justin says, I have a great idea about how we can get to a faraway planet in a different solar system. We're going to go to NASA and steal oh, their no, space no, shuttle. No, no, they don't do that. They go to NASADA. It's completely yes. different. <laughs> it is NASADA. Now, what we found also, out... Also, his plan is not to steal anything. It's just to go ask for it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's to ask nicely, which is somehow dumber to me. <laughs> but anyway... uh. What we found out recently on the last episode is that NASADA is that way because that's what it was in the Sentai footage. I thought they just decided to call it something else for no reason, uh, but they had yeah, to match the, it to the Sentai. Yeah, that was the thing that Emily made sure to point out to us. The ending of this episode is Mega Ranger footage. Yes, so. they use Mega Ranger footage that uh, makes at sense. the end of this. So, uh, the... I believe that's the only footage they had of Mega Ranger, and that's why they thought it was in space and not a video game like it is yeah. in Mega Ranger. Um, well, so, as so I recall, this shot of the of the space shuttle, this was just the launching sequence for one of the Zords, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. At least I think that's what Emily said. I, 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 I watched like two episodes of Mega Ranger, so I can't remember, but I think it's in the video game, it's also the launch of the sword. It's both things. The video game is about the Mega Rangers, and I think the spaceship is in there. Okay. Yeah. And it also might be a real spaceship. Yeah, they. I, I do. I do know that they had this footage and assumed the whole thing was about space, and it's not really. And wait, they it's a fighting game. Had so to make wait, it so, work. So Mega Ranger is in a video game, but also not in a video game. Like it's also real. Uh, so from what I understand, yeah. Well, so so so. It's a last starfighter uh, scenario. Oh. Uh, it's a fighting game they put in an arcade to find mm-hmm. someone who would be good enough at the fighting game to be the Mega Rangers. There you go. Uh, that's actually kind of disappointing because I mm-hmm. I was all ready to jump out and be like, "Holy shit, Mega Ranger is VR troopers!" But right, I, mean, I guess I guess not. It's, cl- no. it's closer to Kid Chameleon. Yeah. I mean, it's still not VR troopers, but I mean, you got Common Rider X Aid, Mike. That's true. Uh, gamer doctors. Gamer doctors. They team up with it's Common Rider Ghost and good. fight Doctor Pac Man. Okay, so we're moving on. So uh, they go. Zach, <laughs> no, seriously, we cannot just move on for that. I really need. I cannot state often enough that the greatest achievement of mankind is there is a Ghost Common Rider and a video game Common Rider, and they fight literally Pac Man. <laughs> it is so, pretty fucking good. It's very funny that they did that. So. The second greatest achievement of mankind is we go to Nasada, and uh, just God, I love Nasada. I just love the name because it's silly. I mean, so, they've walked to Nasada. It's apparently not very far because they go there on foot without changing. Right. Uh, they now. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. They walk for is two the, days. The last civilization on Earth. So right, right that's where the uh, you know space program has to be. So here's the thing. I, I don't talk about it that often. I work at a military base. Uh, it's not usually that, that cromulent to the discussion. However, Justin walks on foot <laughs> with torn clothes and a dirty face up to a security checkpoint. Yeah, there would have been like a fence around this place that picked him up. Yes, there would be a fence if there wasn't. Uh, the man, the nice man with the gun at the uh, at the station would be very concerned that someone was just walking up to him. That's not mm-hmm. how that normally works. Right. And, and he sees this little kid and he's like, um, 
hi, what can I do for you? And this 12-year-old just goes, I need to speak to the commander. Now, at this point, <laughs> depending on the person, uh, either they, you know, are nice and call this uh, this person's, you know, parents, mm-hmm. or they just immediately turn this person over to the cops. Like, this is just, this is not... He, he's just like, I want to see the commander. It's really important. And and his response is not, where are your parents? What, what the fuck is happening? Why are you here? It's, uh, no, go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which uh, doesn't seem really... Well, actually, that's not true. First, he says, is the commander expecting you? So you would have to assume that if Justin had just said yes, he would be like, okay, we'll go right ahead. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've you got This is a world in which, until recently, we, like, we were shocked to discover cops existed in this world. Because mm-hmm. this is a world weirdly free of actual crime. That's true. There's and, just moon monster crime. And there's just, there's very little like adult infrastructure that's shown, so it is always a little jarring. Um yeah, but, and I, and, and I, I kind of hate to do that cuz like I feel like part of the premise of our podcast is taking the show way too seriously and be like that doesn't make sense, but like it's fuck it, it's a kid's show, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, the, the this whole final part of the episode like stretches credulity in the way that we have to call into question, I feel like yeah, because yeah, that, that, a lot I feel of that's shit also happens. part of I think that's also part of why I don't want to dwell on this guy is the fact that there is something I am far more concerned with coming uh-huh. up. Yes. So, yeah. So here's what happens. Uh, he, he, he is told no. Uh, the guy goes over to talk to someone uh, pulling up in a car uh, to check on them. And Justin <laughs> is able to sneak into yep. the military Bye. base. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, by crouching behind the car out of the view of the guards. Tell me, Zach, you work on a military base. Is there such an obvious blind spot when entering the base that someone could sneak in this way? I mean... Yes, please tell us how to infiltrate a U.S. military (laughs) (laughs) So what I will tell you is that if you run or drive past a checkpoint without getting, uh, like, cleared, they Mm -hmm. will just shoot you with guns. I would so, expect. Now, if yeah. you were like a nine-year-old, would they still just shoot you though? Oh, absolutely! That, it's the U.S. government. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I, they shoot children all the time. I don't. The chance is not zero, Luke. Let's put it that sure. Way. That's fair. <laughs> oh, um, hi! Not to make this, but also I think I'm the one allowed to say this. It depends on the skin color. Yeah, of the I was kid. thinking that and thought it'd be yeah. bad taste to say. Yeah. I think I'm allowed. No, yeah, yeah, it would have been a bad taste say. for one of uh, yeah, well, for one of us to say that <laughs> would have been a bad call. So, um, so in any case, but yeah, he fucking fuck metal assaults behind this car, and I guess, <laughs> I guess this soldier. But don't fuck up. So, sorry, I, I was just saying fuck cops, but don't fuck cops. <laughs> right, um, ignore yeah. me. Yeah, uh, but like th- this soldier, I guess, just doesn't have object permanence because Justin is out of sight and <laughs> out of mind. He doesn't. He doesn't for a second say like, "Wait, where'd that kid go?" It never once occurs to them to look to their left, where they would easily uh-huh. see him. This extremely yeah. wide-open expanse of grass, which is the entrance to this base, by the way, which is not covered by a fence on any side. Yeah. Or security cameras, apparently, uh-huh. I guess. So, right. And also, like, we, I, I do love this shot of, like, the car pulls in, Justin's, like, crouch running alongside it. 
and then it turns away from him, and he just combat rolls into some bushes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was I was wondering if they were just going to cut and imply that uh, crouching Justin can keep up on foot with the pace of a car. <laughs> he also so I mean, if the he, car's just going through a parking lot, probably. So once he gets to like the the base part, the mission control, he. Fuck, how does he Spider-Man up on top well, of this building? Like, y- it's Yeah, they cut in a way that really leaves that question hanging, doesn't it? There's a big... Yeah, like, no, he, his dad taught him karate. That, what more do you need? Just jump straight up <laughs> he, to the second floor, yeah. One of the Piranatrons left a grappling hook, uh, and he brought it away. Of with course, him. yes. So he gets up above, like onto that, a walkway. That's kind of the thing to bear in mind, is that, like, so after this fucking spoiler, you know, Justin's not going to be a Power Ranger anymore... He's still going to be a fucking force to contend with, because I guess he knows super karate now, <laughs> and also he's a genius. Like He's yeah. going to become Batman when yeah, he's Yeah, he's got the fucking... Yeah, he disappears just like Batman and makes people go, where, are you, where, where is he? Like, he he is able to get up onto this, like, uh, this walkway. Uh, two scientists, like, swipe their badge to get in through a door, and he, like, stops it from closing and walks in, uh, and with, like... With, like, six dudes ten feet behind him just not paying any attention. I forget Batman. Justin has Agent 47 powers at this point. Yes. It is wild how stealthy he's managing to be. Because he's a child in fucking, like, high tops. I almost said sneakers, and I knew someone was going to make the joke. Uh He's like, well, he's wearing sneakers. Of course, he's quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... Go go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so he finds the mission control room, which is helpfully labeled as such. Uh, I, and I, don't, I don't take umbrage with mission control being labeled. I feel like that's a standard yeah. thing. Well, it's like it's, the blood case like from a couple of episodes back. There's probably back. a sign. Like, it, it feels like any time like, we show a sign on this show, someone goes, well, this is labeled. It's like, well, yeah, shit is labeled in real life. Have you seen <laughs> the street sign? Sometimes people label things to help one another find them. <laughs> All right, so fuck me. And uh, <laughs> that's right. I I was gonna agree with Zach that I think from also having worked in near military play, I I have done like stuff at military places. Uh, usually they're more labeled like conference room B yeah, it would, or like yes, that, but, room A four. Also, well, it's worth so like fuck me. It's worth, so it's fine. Yeah, well, it's worth noting for all we're talking about this being like a military base. There's military around, but this is a NASA equivalent. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It, like, there's there's not, like, this isn't an army base. There's just, you know, soldiers there because you need to protect the ships. Right. So, he s- sneaks into mission control, uh, which is uh, which is stock footage, which is great. I love that, that yep. it's just stock footage. Um, oh, he does get spotted right before he makes it in. Yep. Uh, so his cover's kind of been blown. I mean, it's stock um, footage, but only his point of view stock footage. But they did dress like the back of the room with some fake computers. Right. So it's the, weird. Yeah, but like the big screens and stuff are, is all like stock yeah. footage of. They, I, they obviously yeah. don't have a fucking golden eye bunker in there. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, he is stopped by these two soldiers. Um mm-hmm. And he screams, no, I need to speak to the commander. And we see the commander from the previous episode sitting over. uh... Okay, I was going to ask if this, because I kind of assumed this was a new character 
just for this. So there is some setup to yeah, all of not it. a ton. Well, all of the setup is like a news article about, well, sorry, a news broadcast about the shuttle landing, and then we meet who this guy is, and we find out what his oh. job is. So okay. it doesn't really set up wh- oh. how, why Justin is able to do what he does. Okay, I was gonna say, oh, they must have like if they're set up, they must have like a connection. It's like he knows it. Because he knows his dad. Yeah, or until it didn't come up at all, I kind of assumed that, like, this was where his dad got the new job. Yeah, at. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the thing is that that was the impression I had from vague memories of like seeing people talk about this and watching the Linkara video. Luke, you know how sometimes you wa- watch a movie that you saw 15 years ago and you're like, "But where's the scene where this happened?" Like, uh-huh. I know that's in there. That was all of us with Justin's dad being working here it but it's not it's just not true like it just yeah. isn't because because <laughs> otherwise why have the plot point where he gets a new job why did they bother see now i'm trying to figure remember and i guess we'll get there how justin ends up in space in that special episode next season because if oh. i remember correctly he's just in space by the oh, time the rangers get there doesn't a lot of in space just take place on Earth? That's the thing. In space doesn't do much in space, actually. So No, but I'm pretty sure that episode is I might be completely wrong, but I'm gonna say anyways, is the Rangers find the cars being like tortured in like another in a red planet. That's right. That is which I assume is Mars. And Justin's there helping the car sound. This is how I remember it. Maybe it's nothing like this, but this is how I remember it. Well, so in any case, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Justin <laughs> maybe Justin takes one of the other spaceships that they have just sitting around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he has an but, in on the with Nasada now because as right. we're about to see, he knows just the right words to say. So he is being dragged off and he just says, but I have a message from the Power Rangers. And those are the magic words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh because he follows them out into the hallway and is like, wait, hold on. Uh, what is the message that he has from the Power Rangers? Now, I will say this much I may be okay with because yeah, in a world where there is one team of superheroes and someone goes, I have to tell you something that the superheroes told me. I would right. be like, okay, sure. You have one chance the because that's the thing that anyone could say also. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to give you a ton of leeway here, but, like, if that's true, this is probably very important. So, okay, what is your message? And he's just like, well, the Power Rangers need their help. And he's like, what do they need? And he's like, the space shuttle. And (laughs) And I love the two guards there. (laughs) Just laugh. It's like, they just go. (laughs) Okay. We could talk uh, for, I don't want to get too far into it. I think we've made our positions on uh, military spending and all that stuff uh, pretty clear. The cost of the space shuttle has yeah. to be so fucking insane. You might as well have said, so they need $50 billion right now today, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it. it's, no matter, like, if this dude... Even if he had the unilateral authority to give away the space shuttle, he would be sh- like shot. Basically, he would be tried <laughs> right. for for treason. Like it would go <laughs> really bad for him. Um, but he he's like, well, uh, he looks to his like second in command, who shakes his head, 
And then uh, he, Justin uh, walks up to this man and whispers something in his ear. And I, I, I think I heard part of, like, he, it sounds like he says, Zordon said it's important or Zordon sent me or something like that. Like, that's a big secret that changes everything somehow. Yeah, so the only hint we get is that the guy jumps back and goes, Eltar? Oh, of course the Power Rangers can have the shuttle. Let's go. That's the only hint we get. We never specifically find out what Justin says. And that drives me insane. So (laughs) here's the thing. It can't be anything other than someone, either Alpha or Zordon, contacted the Earth space base and was like, hey... Uh, here's the thing, I'm an alien from Eltar, and if someone ever comes to you and is like, I need to get to Eltar, you have to help them. Uh-huh. Like, that's sort of like fun, Nasada, is it his whole base and project? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just feel like, listen, so many great television shows and stories have that, like, ambiguity to them where you don't really like you know it's like the end of the sopranos what happens when it cuts to black like <laughs> yeah that? the end of inception <laughs> does, does the, does no, the top Luke, fall over I, I will i don't care i don't care if you have the plague i will come back there and i will fucking make like bane with batman all right i will fucking snap you in half over my fucking knee if you try to say that this is like the ending of the sopranos i swear to god i swear to god yeah, I'm just trying to fit in. Yeah, why are you coming at Luke like this? Luke's saying it's great and wonderful. I don't see why you need to be mean about it. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. It's just... It's, Listen, I know that I was the one making jokes about where tonight we're doing high art, and we have just scientifically proved the end of Power Rangers Turbo is better than The Sopranos. Well, it so is, now, yes, hold on. But... The problem is that's not how it ends, because... <laughs> Um, <laughs> just, I can't, I fucking, I'm trying to, what the fuck, this child just whispers something to this dude, he says, well, gotta give him the shuttle, and no one else in the room is like, hold, wait, what, excuse me? Like, w- the wild no? part, cause even if what I said is the case, that, that a, a straight up, a giant floating head alien came to this man in a vision and, and tells him to do this, right? Even if that is the case, he he gets the Power Rangers on this shuttle and launches it in like eight minutes. Like it's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. And also, no one sees the people boarding the shuttle. Yeah, that's, that's right. The other thing, they prep the shuttle to go right now. Don't put anyone in it and leave the door open. And the Power Rangers have to run in there and get in there before it takes off. Now, it's the yes. craziest setup ever. So we cut back to the other Rangers and Alpha, and like literally, yes, that's what happens. We cut again to um, this commander, and he's like, okay, uh, the shuttle is set and ready to go to Eltar. Also, I know that earlier in the episode, you guys said you wanted to go to the Sumerian planet, but we forgot, so don't worry about it. We're going to Eltar. <laughs> I'm not. Um, on, I'm honestly not sure the Sumerian planet ever gets mentioned again, but don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, then we see uh, some stock footage from Mega Ranger of the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, the... it's not stock footage. It's just Mega sorry, Ranger footage. Sorry, yes, not right. stock footage. You're right. Uh, my bad. Uh, and the Rangers, you know, they tried to match it as best they could. They're on, like, uh, you know, some some gantries and catwalks and stuff, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look the same. Whatever, it's fine. I mean, it's it's a reasonable, reasonable facsimile. 
It's the thing fine. that like uh, yeah. But I, I was just gonna say, I guess the point of them having to sneak aboard is so that no one sees that they are the Rangers and they can't go in there morphed because they don't have right. powers. Yes. But it's a really weird way to deal with this. I will also say that uh, I don't know that much about how you launch a space shuttle, but I would assume they're cutting it very close. Like uh-huh. they finish buckling their seatbelts as the space shuttle takes off. And I feel like if you were on the outside of the space shuttle when the space shuttle takes right. off, that would be quite <laughs> yeah, bad. That would be bad. <laughs> they, they treat it like they need to catch a bus that's at the stop and they need to run there right now. <laughs> It's like that's that's the stakes. Right. And we so this is the part where uh I got really confused because I stopped paying attention for like 40 seconds. <laughs> and so the Rangers are except Justin are on the spaceship. Justin is in the uh com- is in the mission control and TJ pushes a button and says Justin we're missing someone. And I, it honestly took me a second to connect. Okay, so to everyone on the outside of the ship, this is the Red Ranger telling their yeah, emissary. No one, no one sees him. Right, that like someone is missing. And then Justin's like, oh, he can't go with you. <laughs> There's reasons, which is my favorite quote from this episode. <laughs> um, and and uh, then inside the shuttle, Carlos is like, Justin's not going with us. And the clock says T minus 30 seconds. And the TJ says, reasons? What kind of reasons? <laughs> Which is also <laughs> very funny. Um, and Cassie's like, oh, it's his dad. He has to. He wants to stay with his dad. And TJ basically is like, okay. And realizes maybe it's okay to not make the 12-year-old go to space with you. <laughs> weird, weird call. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, d- Listen, weird call, but go off, I guess. And he he says, Justin, tell him he has very good reasons and that we'll miss him. And like I said, I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I was like, who are we talking about? I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) Already forgotten, Justin. It's fine. Don't need to worry about it. Um, (sighs) So uh, Justin's like, he already knows. And... There is a cute thing where Carlos says goodbye to Justin, even though obviously they're not f- like, okay, so here's the question. Do the do you think the Rangers think they will never see Earth again? No. Okay. I think on some level they know there's a chance of that. Yeah, maybe a chance. Yeah, they, at that know, point, yeah. yeah. Go, going to space is pretty risky. Because they're sort of treating this like this is it. And I was like, man, if they just so, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Well, so I was gonna say, I've, as far as they know, they're going to Eltar and maybe die there. Sure, they don't have Power Rangers or powers. It's like it's like the fucking Elon Musk Mars mission. As as far as uh, the people writing this episode know, they still don't entirely know what Mega Ranger is going to be about. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably as far as they know, all of next season is going to be away from Earth. Right. Yeah. They haven't written that yet. That's true. They haven't, like, Andros isn't a concept that exists in their mind at this point. So they, they, Carlos says goodbye, Justin, and it's kind of cute. And then they take off. And Justin has, okay, I missed this shot when I was watching it before. Justin has Batmaned away, as you guys said. Oh, uh, yeah. and, And the commander is like, where'd that kid go? And 
Justin is just standing like, I don't know, maybe maybe a couple hundred feet from this fucking spaceship. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we never know the geography of this thing. Like, you'd assume the command center is some distance away from the launch pad, so maybe he just walked out of it of there to watch the launch himself. But, it like, the way we've seen this place so far, since the Power Rangers snuck into the shuttle from the parking lot of the place, it's like he just, like, instantly ran two kilometers away to watch it from afar because you can't be right next to a shuttle as it's taking off. <laughs> uh... Right. So then uh, we, we, he says goodbye, Rangers, and we see Alpha and the Rangers uh, taking off and going into space. And uh, then we basically, it freeze frames and yep. says, it says uh, Eric, please put this sound clip in because it's very funny. To be continued next season, Power Rangers in space. <laughs> we got a narrator it's just a random voice. narrator. Like it's it's like the fucking announcer guy from it might be the guy from Masked Rider, I think. It's just like next time Power Rangers will be in space and goodbye, Justin. <laughs> yep, and that's it. I also noticed uh I just went back when Justin Batman's away uh from the commander, for some reason he leaves his communicator watch on the table why uh, he's not <laughs> that's him retiring he's not a power ranger he's anymore done. that's his badge and gun right there okay <laughs> yeah he's le- honestly if we think about it for one second and give the show any sort of credit we can be like he's leaving it there so that if anything happens the command center or like the command center but in a different way uh-huh. has a way of contacting the rangers okay fair yeah. fair fair uh, which i think does get used i may be misremembering i don't remember yeah no it, i think it's like significant and be like i'm fucking done with yeah. this yeah like he this is y'all's problem now yeah i mean he can't morph and he can't uh and he's given up his his uh communicator so that's pretty much it and that is the end of the episode. It is kind of a big cliffhanger. Like, they're going to space. Yeah. Uh, no, you're not impressed. You don't sound like uh, you're impressed. I mostly just thought this episode was boring because that very effective <laughs> siege on the command center that uh, brought you all to tears just didn't do much for me. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. See, I think that's fair because I think this episode, as much as I like it, doesn't work if you haven't been watching mm, haven't watched it. if you're not sold on this yeah, cast yes and sure. post change turbo it's not that you if you're not like right. yeah if you're not sold on these villains and these people and this cast and these relationships the moments that hit me which are like the 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 girls like resting against each other uh uh, Justin and Carlos, like, having that conversation near the end. Yeah. Like, it, the Elgar being not only useful, but, like, scary and mm-hmm. violent. The Piranatrons, like, everything works good if you're invested. Yeah, you... you That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I will say, yeah. one thing I really love about this is I'm glad that, sort of, TJ gets some leadership moments here because he really has been the mm. best team leader the Rangers have had so far. Mm-hmm. I I will say that unequivocally. Yeah. I like him better than Jason. Yeah. I like him better than Tommy. And I'm so glad that he's still the Red Ranger and leader next you season. Really got, you really got... I'm so glad that I get... That he gets to no, have an mean, entire additional season and doesn't I, get I'm robbed so and only just my, has half a fucking uh, season where he gets to be in they, charge. They needed a blonde white dude, uh-huh. so... 
I'm sorry. I, <sighs> he's a Blue Ranger now. He gets rockied. Yeah, he's absolutely. a person of color, so from he goes from red to blue. Oh, That's Christ. what happened. He might be the Green Ranger, actually. No, he's, I, I think remember. he's blue, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he's blue. I, I okay. believe Rocky, or sorry, Adam stays. Ah, fuck, I wish. Not Adam, you Carlos. Said, uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Carlos, Carlos says stays green, yeah. One of those other Rangers of color. Rocky, Adam, one of them. Carlos. Yep, that's true. I'm a big racist. Anyway, so... <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, I'm sorry. So, the, the, that's the end of the episode, and like... Luke, I totally get you. Like, it, it's... This, I think, is a good example of what happens when you are, like, inundated with something where it's like, oh, this is a really good one of these. And you're like, you mean the, the garbage? And you're like, yeah, but this is <laughs> nicer garbage. And I, so I'm... This garbage smells so yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. When you spend... When you spend every week, you spend about 20 minutes eating garbage, and then you spend about another hour and a half to two hours with other people who also ate talking the garbage, about that garbage, talking about how good the garbage was this talking, time. Talking right. about the like, notes of, uh, of citrus that you could still detect within yeah, the garbage. Yes. This yeah. one had a hint of coffee grounds. That's my favorite. Uh, uh, so I, I kind of like the, the fact that Luke only comes here like, I, this is not me. This is not me shitting on you. Right. I like the fact you only come here like five to ten episodes a season because you have perspective right. in a way none of us uh-huh. could. Yeah. It's like when you're you have like a broken sewage pipe under your house. Yeah. You get like blind to the smell of it, and you need some. You need a friend to come yeah. in and let you know that your whole house smells like shit. Yep. Yeah. We, we live next to a chemical factory. Is the thing. Yeah. We live next to a chemical factory. You visit sometimes, and you're like, "Y'all are okay with that? Oh God, a move. Not, not, not a chem- not a chemical plant, mind you. A chemical factory. Those are worse. Is my listen. <laughs> I don't know the difference. My wife. So. My wife the other day came up to me and was like. Do you think our house smells like cat piss? I was like, yeah, we have cats that live here. <laughs> yes, of course it does. <laughs> and she was like, but I can't really smell it. Yeah, because you live here and you the live cats in the cat the cats piss and shit in the house. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's your home is the cat piss. That's what happens. That's basically the same thing. Power Rangers is piss is cat piss and shit. <laughs> Oh, may the piss be <laughs> So, that is the end of the uh, season, and I mean... And, yeah, so, so folks, we will be properly wrapping up Turbo with the Teenies and Tooties in the near future, but before then, before then, uh, we have to have our annual holiday tradition. Yeah! Luke, do you yeah. want to tell the folks at home about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we're going to just talk about a completely unrelated movie. Um, Mike, you've decided to impose the rule that it has to be a movie from the year that Wait, we discussed. Wait, I imposed that? I thought someone else did. That's never been a thing. <laughs> I thought that was you. We, we tried to keep... It was not like a hard and fast rule, but it like, was... Last year was 96, and we did a movie from 99. I, I Listen, I don't know who imposed that restriction, but it wasn't me. My thing is just always saying it can't be Christmas it related. Was, it was no, me. Shit. It was me, I did it. Oh. But you say you imposed it, we've never actually done it. Not once. Well, my idea was just in the, now. in the general area. It's fine. Anyway, go ahead. What's the movie we're <laughs> This watching? is the first time we've, we've ever now. done this. Uh, but yeah, oh, so last year we did. That's how we landed on a, on a mouse hunt in Pokemon. Was 
Oh, I forgot about Mouse po- Hunt, but no, Pokemon is like 99. Oh, well, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, What's the movie, look? We're doing um the third <laughs> movie in a beloved comedy franchise, because it's the one that came out in 1997. We're doing the hit sci-fi comedy, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yep, straight to video, that one. Yep, the hit straight-to-video comedy. The final cinematic appearance of Rick Moranis, maybe? Is that no, true? he's not in it. He's not in it. It's a yeah, different no, he's guy. In it. No, he stars in it. Wait, really? I thought yeah, he was yeah. in so, so, Zach, here's, here's the twist of Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, as you might expect from the title. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is the fr- it is the first movie in the series where the weird size shit doesn't happen to the children. Right, right. It happens to Wayne Zielinski and his wife and two other people. I think yeah, it's, it's like, like his brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you think, well, we'll talk about all the size horniness next time uh, mm-hmm. on that, I guess. I don't need to go into it now. Uh, the answer, I think, to your question is a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. Um, I will say this. The first movie in that series, which is way better and I think is legitimately a good family film. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, was something I was super, super into as a little kid. Because you like giant ants. It, yeah, in in more ways than one, made me who I am. Can I yeah, tell? Yeah, this whole franchise made me who I am. I'd can say. I tell y'all something? Uh, I've I've never seen any of these. Yo, movies. Me neither. Not a I, one. I will say the first one is a is a legitimate recommend. Like it's not even an ironic. So bad it's good. Like Honey Reshorn the Kids is really good. There's a reason it became a franchise. It got a TV show. Oh. It got a Disneyland ride. Well, then of course we can't uh, watch that. We have to no. watch the yeah, bad well, no, one. We can't no. do that for this podcast. I mean, I'm just saying in your own time the you rule. The rule we've always had that says it has to be the year of the Power Rangers season. I will say that for whatever reason, as a kid, I didn't like the first one as much, even though it is definitely the best of the three. Oh, yeah. God, it's one, it's one of those things. we watch Clock Stoppers? Yeah. <laughs> I, someone just posted about Clock Stoppers on Twitter <laughs> unrelated to this. Great. And I'm just... Uh, yeah. No, I never liked the first one as much because they spent so much time in the backyard. I like the other ones that are more like they're dealing with people. Luke, you're <laughs> well. The thing is, it, yeah. The thing is, to me, like that—that's the whole appeal of it. Like that's right. that's the whole like it's a grand adventure in a mundane place. Right, like, is right, the idea. Right. Luke, you're just abject sadness at Luke. Do you remember when we watched Clockstoppers? This <laughs> 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 maybe my my favorite uh, moment of this evening. That's the thing: is that the crux of this show is revisiting a thing we enjoyed as children and discovering that it's actually really bad. I don't think we've had a moment of genuine heartache at that revelation <laughs> quite like we had with Luke C. Clockstoppers. I ended up, I, last year, I ended up really enjoying Mouse Hunt. It's a fucked up movie, but I had a good time. So, you know. Oh, that's the thing. Go. I'm not going to call Mouse Hunt a, a good movie, but it's a fun movie. So, anyway. I, I like the Pokemon movie. Yeah. There, there's a lot to like in Mouse Hunt, even if I think it's a bad movie overall. Yes. So, that said, uh,. Come back for that, and then we will uh, do kind of our, our full, you know, thoughts on uh, Turbo when we do our awards, which will be after that uh, in early January. And until yep. then... And, and then, uh, assuming everything stays on schedule, late January, get ready for the Turborfak new Spacey Omnimal. Oh, Christ <laughs> in heaven. Jesus. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Luke, is there then. anything that you'd like to plug this week? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com. 
such as we talked about it a little bit, Common Reprisor Forze. If you like this show, uh, it's this, but for Common Rider Forze, a good tokusatsu. <laughs> Yeah, uh, having fun doing that. Um, there's also MCU Complete Me, where I complain to my friend Crystal about how bad all the Marvel movies are for two hours every once in a while. Um, by the time you're listening to this, the Infinity War episode is probably out. Um, what else? Uh, I think me and Dustin are going to release an episode of Skies of Academia about the video game 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Um, but the big one that I do these days that is... Very rewarding and very fun, but also so much fucking work. <laughs> is uh, Idle? You are a saint. Is uh, Idle on Playtest, which is an actual play podcast with uh, two different campaigns that release on alternating weeks. Uh, I GM both of them and also edit both of them. <sighs> uh, it is and you uh, do a fantastic job. Well, thank you very much. Um, mm-hmm. The point of the show is to playtest a. Game book that me and friend of the show Molly have written called Eidolon Become Your Best Self, which is uh, inspired by Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, except without all the gross parts of those things. So if that sounds good to you, give that show a listen. I'm very proud of it. Mike and Fabi are both on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the episode that just released at the time of recording for the Patreon feed... Was a lot. I keep. Ta- I feel like I'm. I'm gonna run this point to the ground, and it's not gonna mean anything. Mm-hmm. But I keep talking about how it. That episode contains like my favorite scene role playing that I've ever done in a podcast outside of a podcast ever. Because mm-hmm. I think it just works really well. It's like an interesting, not a capstone, but like it fits the story. It fits the characters. Yeah, I agree. And also at the same time when we recorded it last Friday, I was shaking. I was holding a pillow between my arms to he- stop me from shaking. I threw my glasses at my microphone in fr- frustration <laughs> at one point. I did make you do that. It's it's good. Like I've it's the most proud this show as a whole is the most proud I've ever been of any like work of fiction I've done. And that includes like writing for Pathfinder and writing for other tabletop games, which I'm very proud of, but the stuff we're doing in the show, I think it's really good. Yeah. I am I... also on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also very you're good on that podcast. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> Simon, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, my Twitter is the real Simben, where you can follow me and read whatever general brain farts I have on a given day, and occasionally tweets about the game I'm playing right now, which is Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoners Soul Hackers, a video game which I'm pretty sure I'm the only person on Earth who's played it. So I'm kind of talking <laughs> into the void about it. But if you're into that, go ahead and follow me. There's a move in the Eidolon book mm-hmm. called Soul Hacker. Well, as there a you reference go. To it. I, I also find it privately funny that I started a cyberpunk JRPG on the week that, well, the week before the other cyberpunk uh, game is coming out, and I get to talk about this one instead, and yeah. Okay, hi, hi, I'm breaking in here. If you're if you're thinking of getting cyberpunk, d- don't. <laughs> if, don't. I mean, it's been out for a while at this point, but listen, if you're thinking yeah. about it, here's my pitch don't. to you. Well, yeah, don't, but if you're itching for a game... Poyo Poyo Tetris 2 also came out this week. <laughs> if you're okay, I have a couple. If you're itching for a cyberpunk game, 
uh, hard-coded, the Cyberpunk yeah. trend scheme, is, 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 is nothing like Cyberpunk <laughs> 77, but it's good and queer and really good. If you want a queer game that came out this year, which is my game of the year, I have, I have taken this hostage, please play Iconfell. I feel everyone's sleeping on Iconfell. It's Mario, it's... Uh, Paper Mario, but with queer characters. It has three non-binary party members. Everyone's gay. It's really good. Um, uh, yeah, but what I was going to say, yeah, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 just came out. It is $20 cheaper. And listen, the cyberpunk idiots, the fucking CD Projekt Red, have been talking up like, oh, it takes like 170 hours to beat cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee you, it, you can play Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 for thousands of hours and still not be as good at Puyo Puyo as you possibly could be. <laughs> You're still going to get your ass handed to so, you by the first online guy who plays Puyo Puyo yeah. better than you. So uh, I, I'm going to make a game recommendation. Uh, I'm going to uh, combine the fast action puzzling uh, aspect of Luke's recommendation and the uh, really queer aspect of Fabby's and say Pedal Crash is pretty cool. Cool. Pelcrest is pretty cool. I have a poster of that in my bedroom. I met the dev. They're really nice. There you go. Cool. Nice. I, I've been playing Cook Surf Delicious 3. It's good. I like that game. Uh, Hey, real quick. I, I'm going to sign us off, but like all the shit about CD Projekt Red and Crunch and mm-hmm. Transphobia and all that stuff aside, mm-hmm. why – who goes – this game will take you 150 hours to beat and is like, aren't you excited? Fucking, that there's good? this weird thing where, like, the the same kind of asshole gamer who's like, I like objective reviews and whatever shit. Like, they try to do the math of, like, money into hours of game yeah. time hours. Yeah. And it's like, so, It's fucking no. gamer culture from 25 years ago where... So Ugh. I uh, I hate doing gamers advocate, but <laughs> if you will allow me for a second to do gamers advocate... I have been in a lot of points in my life in a place where I didn't have much money to spend. Yeah, that's for a yeah, game. I get it. So, like, I get that impulse of like, I have fifty, sixty dollars, and I can either buy a bunch of small games, or if I do buy one game, the big game everyone's talking about, so I can play with my friends. It better, yeah, like. Give me the same amount of entertainment yeah, of that's like fair. six ten dollar games. That's fair. Yeah, I, for but sure. Cyberpunk is about the best. Yeah, yeah for that, this. that's understandable. I, I will say though, the devil is probably more deserving of advocating than gamers. Uh-huh. I just so. get to where I'm like, I I'm like, if that would take me three years to play, yeah. like I just don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't know I have I have two kids, so on a good day where I clear my schedule and go to bed late, I have maybe two hours to play video games. So that's yeah. not for me. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we should wrap this up. We're, we we we're did not pause up. for saving the files, come, and it's coming up on two hours. Come back <laughs> next time. Uh, Favi underscore Garza on Twitter. Yes. I oh, get to yeah, say I didn't that. say mine either. At Mike Loves Rabbit. All right, uh, and come back for fun movie times. Listen to uh, Idolon playtest. Do it uh, for teenagers with attitude. I've been Zach. I've been Luke. I've been Favi. You did not look at the You're, screen. Up, I Luke. never have, and I never will. <laughs> you come into it. our podcast and you disrespect <laughs> us on the day of my daughter's and you wedding. Didn't even wait. You didn't even wait. You just jumped on I it. I jump in it so no one else can beat me to it. That way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is podcast yeah. is over. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah like, the, like that was Zach, Fabby, Simon, Luke. I'm so Mike. Let's get out of here. Conversation always fuck off. Stay wet. <laughs>
shift out of turbo. It's over.